Oh God, you are here, and we are here. Lord, may we be here together, and may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Seated. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So, 1967. Flower power, right? 1967, the British Broadcasting Company had an idea, a concept, and they entitled this idea, Our World. And their vision for this, Our World, was to be the first satellite, televised satellite link-up between 25 countries. And the event was to take place on June 25th, 1967. And it did. And it had one of the largest, up to that point in time, television audiences ever. An estimated 700 million people from around all of these countries, around the world, took place. And today, the most famous segment starred a band called the Beatles. Now, John Lennon wrote a song just weeks prior to this event. And he wrote it especially for this event, event because linking all of these people together, all these cultures and these nationalities and all these people, he wanted to come up with a simple, basic message that could appeal to and be understood by people from all cultures and all nations. Sarah, what's the song? All You Need Is Love is the song. She's our Beatles uh, fan back there. John Lennon said he wrote this song and he attributed it to the simple message of like an advertising slogan. He was, all you need is love, right? All you need is love. Love is all you need. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> and so the idea was to broadcast this message to everyone and everyone could get that simple message all you need is love do, 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 do. so but what kind of love was John Lennon talking about what kind of message was he sending to people see our culture I think has many ideas about what love is I love sushi I love sushi I love college football I love chocolate I love the Beatles although I prefer the Stones I like Bach. I love Bach. But what is love? I mean, love is more than just this feeling, right? With flowers in the air, and, right? I mean, after all, the Beatles sang, all you need is love. And they broke up three years later. So what was he talking about? And what does this love look like? Well, I think Jesus is trying to answer that today because Jesus had a simple message that was intended for all people across every culture, across every boundary. He's in the temple. And the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the religious teachers of the law, are coming to Jesus and they're continuously battering him with questions. And so they finally come up to him with this question. A legal expert, an attorney, came up to him and in intending to entrap Jesus, he asked him the heart of the law. Tell us the heart of the law, the heart of our tradition. Of the 613 commandments, we just read several of them from Leviticus. 
Of the 613 commandments found in the Hebrew Scriptures, which one is the most important? Jesus takes from Deuteronomy and He declares, He says that you're to love God with your heart, your soul, your mind, all your strength, right? In other words, you're to love God with every fabric of your being. And that's the first one, he says. And this is the beautiful thing. They asked him which one, and Jesus goes on, right? He, he doesn't stop there with just one. He then links this reading from Leviticus that we just had, and he says, and you are to love your neighbor in the same way that you cherish yourself, to love God with all that you are, and to love your neighbor as yourself. These two things, everything hinges on that. So if you look around your world and you wonder, oh man, it doesn't look so good. It's the Republicans' fault. Or if you look around, it's the Democrats' fault. Or it's those Mexicans or those people from Central America or those Iranians or those people. No, 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 no. No. Sorry, it's not Nancy Pelosi's fault and it's not Donald Trump's fault. We refuse to believe that this is the most important thing. Jesus says that you are to love God with all that you are, all of your being, and you are to love your neighbor, cherish your neighbor as you cherish yourself, the stranger, the foreigner, the outsider, the outcast. Even Jesus goes on to say something really crazy. Your enemy. Love God. And love your neighbor. Of the many radical things that Jesus said and did, his most flinching emphasis on love was perhaps the most radical thing he could have said. Because Jesus believed that the foundation of everything, according to him, the most important thing that we can do as human beings is to love God with all our fabric of our being and to love our neighbor. How we relate to God, how we relate to other people, and even how we relate to ourselves, the foundation of everything is love. It's a simple message, isn't it? It's intended to reach across borders and boundaries and cultures, and he intended this to spread through all of humanity because Jesus knew that love would heal the world. Love, though, takes priority over absolutely everything else. All you need is love. Now, is love a hippy-dippy kind of love, though, you know, with all, when you go to San Francisco, just wear a flower in your hair kind of love? Love isn't a feeling. Love isn't an emotion, is it? I mean, love actually demands a response. It requires an action on my part. And love costs me something. You know what love costs me? My right to be unloving. Love costs me myself. 
This is why it's so difficult. The biblical word for this is agape, right? That's that self-sacrificial, selfless love that is passionately committed to the well-being of another. You could say that love, agape love, the kind of all you need is love kind of love, creates value in those that are loved. A love that shows another human being their worth. And from that perspective, love is all you need. Love is all you really need. And that's what we need now, right? In our lives, in our families, in our businesses, in our country, in our churches, and in our world. Love. Love. Love is all you need to love God, to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I confess, I'll be straight up honest with you, I'm more like John Lennon than I am Jesus Christ. Because I'll tell you the truth, I can sing about the concept of love as a way to heal the world. I can sing it. Brother, sister, right? I can do that. I just fall short of the ideal in thought, in word, in deed, by what I do, what I leave undone. See, and I'll tell you why. I get in the way. I'm afraid. I don't want to give up something of myself, you know? Yet if I hold loving God and loving my neighbor as my guide and what I judge and what I determine, um, you know, if, if, if love is the priority, if loving God is my priority, then loving others has to be. Matter of fact, Scripture says that if you say that you love God and you don't like those people and you hate those people over there, whoever those people are, you, he said, it says, Scripture says you're a liar and the truth is not in you. You can't say that you love God and hate them. You can't do it because these two are intimately connected. Right? Now, if this love that Jesus talked about was my priority, was my goal, if you will, was if it determined my choices and my actions, what would it look like? See, everything else, all my other loves would be rightly ordered then, wouldn't they? Family, my vocation, my vote, my money. How would it look like if I loved God with my money. What would that look like? Well, it may look like feeding 600 homeless hungry people every single week. It may look like, you know, taking care of a couple hundred children at the schools up here every week. It may look like supporting the work like the Christian Service Center or the Orlando Union Rescue Mission. It may look like helping supply the church to the gospel and people could be counseled and met and this gospel good news can be poured into their heart, you know? That, that, that might be what it looks like. What if it looks like, what would it look like if I loved that person, you know? What would I do if I loved that person right there? How would I act? What would I do? And didn't do that. See, if I love the person, how would I act? What would it look like? And see, from then, I get to make a decision. I get to make a choice, right? It's not just a feeling. 
Here's the deal. Jesus, Jesus came to change us. Right? Jesus came to change us. To turn us toward himself. So that we could live like God. Who, according to scripture, and according to the life teaching and modeling of Jesus, is love. C.S. Lewis says, the Son of God became human so that humans can become children of God. Irenaeus in the second century, he was a second century bishop, said, God became what we are that he may bring us to be even what he himself is. That's profound. Jesus says, you abide in me and I abide in you. And together, we're living this life as God intended. Now, Jesus didn't necessarily come to give us omnipotent power like God, even though some religious people think they have that. But what he's really getting to is that, that we could live like God, who is love. Now, the only reason that Jesus can tell us that we need to love God with our heart, soul, and mind, and our strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves, is because that's how God already loves God's whole creation. And God loves you. God loves you individually, right where you are, with all of God's heart, with all of God's soul, with God's mind. You, God loves with everything that God is. And here's the deal. God loves me just like that. God loves God's greatest love is for the world. Do you believe that God loves you with all that God is, with all his heart, with all his strength, with all his mind? Do you believe that? Do you know that in your being? See, I think that one of our deepest desires is that someone would know us completely. Our deepest secrets, our worst flaws and struggles for those of us that have them, and still love us and forgive us and choose us. Well, here's the deal. If you've ever doubted God's love for you, the Apostle Paul says this. This is how God proved his love for us. God proved his love for us. He loved us with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his strength, with all his mind. This is how he proved it. That while we were still separated from God, while we were still living for ourselves, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Rick, while you were still indifferent to God, He died for you. When you were apathetic and rebellious and self-absorbed, God loved you with everything He is. He died for you. When you drove past that homeless man or let him lay in the street like I did that guy in San Francisco, Instead of caring for him, he died for me. When you cheated on your spouse, he died for you. 
when you were caught up in addiction it was taking you down he died for you the worst thing you have ever done it was at that moment and in that place that he proved his love for you he died for you he took it into himself the cross is a picture of divine love and forgiveness see from the cross God proves his love for us right from the cross God screams to you I love you the cross is a picture of where God saves the world through unselfish sacrificial love the cross is a picture of where God shows us our worth no one has greater love than this Jesus said than to lay down his life for his friends that's profound God loved us with all his heart with all his soul with all his mind and with all his strength Jesus modeled the way we may be unlovely yet we're not unloved and to use the counterculture language of turn on tune in and drop out come on the flower child thing today with 1967 Beatles right it's only when I turn on by opening my heart to God's redemptive love and forgiveness it's only when I turn on to that right when I open myself to that acknowledge my need for it um, um, to say yes to that and tune in to the healing power of God's one-way agape love it's only then and drop out if you will to that living only for myself it's then that my heart is reoriented it's where I become a prophet of the gospel of love to announce to every human being relentlessly and passionately that God loves them with everything that God is all his heart all his soul all his mind and all his strength because here's the deal I am more like John Lennon than I am Jesus Christ but I can only love others to the extent that I have allowed God to love me all our acts of love are nothing less than a manifestation of God in our midst so when Saint Michael's who takes it to heart to love others to to love God to love others to serve the world that is our mantra right when we do that we are literally the manifestation of God's love in this world you know I sat with a woman the other day who questioned me about a loved one and about things that maybe had gone a little sideways in that person's life and would it be possible for God to forgive and to love and the answer is of course absolutely yes that's the gospel that God has loved us with everything that God is it's heart soul mind and strength right and he's proved that love by coming one of us and letting hatred and fear and violence take over his life and he overcomes that in the resurrection and he invites us to allow that love to flow through him you know in God with every God I, I, I can love everything and everyone 
even my enemies. But here's the deal. I can't do it on my own. I can't do it by my willpower. I can't do it with my intellect. I can't do it by writing songs. All you need is love. I can't do that. I can't obey the second commandment until I begin to allow the first commandment to shape my heart, right? The only way I know to love God is to love what God loves, which is everything and everyone, including you and including me. Scripture says we love because God first loved us. If we love one another, God remains in us. God's love is brought to perfection in us. And this is the goal. This is the greatest thing in the world. And we have to discover this power of love. God knows that we need it, right? And God says that you and I and them and those are worth it. That power of love, the power of redemptive love. And when we open our hearts to that love, we begin to participate with God in making this world as God intends. To love God, to love others. Love is the way of God. For God is love. And the truth is, all we need is love. All we need is love. 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 Love is all we need. Amen.